Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Welcome to Small Business Digest on Blog Talk Radio. Now entering its fifth year, this show is hosted by Don Mazella, Editorial Director of Small Business Digest. Each week he brings you advice and information from experts and small business leaders like yourself. Each show is designed to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas from authors, experts, and small business leaders, just like most of the individuals who make up our audience. Whenever possible, Small Business Digest tests the products and services featured on the show to ensure they are of a quality to help listeners grow their small business. Guests do not pay to appear, but are chosen for their ability to provide ideas and suggestions to improve operations, expand marketing, reduce cost, enable better personnel management, and add profits. Remember, all of our shows are archived at www.blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. You can hear this show and all others at your leisure. If you like what you hear, tell others about the program. If you have a question or suggestion, email us at editor at is-incorp.com. Should you want to join us on this program during our live hour each Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, dial 646-929-2337. That's editor at is-incorp.com or 646-929-2337. We're only as good as our guest and audience make us. It's no secret that that this station and this program is very supportive of our armed forces. It's our pleasure today to have with us Laurie Simmons, who's here to talk about a new book, study, etc. It's called Behind the Scenes, The Tales of Military Spouses Making a Difference. And welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Don. I'm happy to be here. Did I get the introduction right? You certainly did. Okay. Now, you wrote, if I'm not mistaken, you wrote the forward to the book. I did. I, I actually am the chief marketing officer for Armed Forces Insurance. And one of the other projects that we uh, support is the Armed Forces Insurance Military Spouse of the Year program, of which Kara Loken, who actually authored the book, was a National Guard winner a couple of years ago. And so we have a relationship with Kara, and she understands Armed Forces Insurance. She knows how much we care about our military families and our military spouses, and reached out to me and asked me if I would possibly put together a forward for her, of which I was extremely grateful to introduce those spouses who contributed to the book. And it was a, it was an honor. It was an honor to do the forward for her. Well, we're glad to have you here. But before we go further, uh, your company, is it the one that we see all the time on TV with the, with the happy, smiling fam- families? It's actually not. Um, we are okay. quite a bit older. We are quite a bit older than that company. We were founded in 1887 by military leaders 
who had one goal in mind, and that was to protect the property of those who protect our nation. We are uh, possibly the oldest company, insurance company, uh, in the general terms, but definitely the oldest company who has been serving military families. Before we get into the book, so we'll get it out of the way, um, how does your, what does your company do? How does it work? And is it exclusively for, for the uh, armed forces families? Yes, we specialize in property and casualty insurance. So uh, homeowners, renters, auto, we have other lines of insurance that we um, also provide for our members through other national carriers, but we specialize in home renter insurance. And we have been serving our military for over 130 years, protecting their property national, I'm sorry, not nationally, but globally. We, you know, if uh, we have a soldier who is a member and he's deployed and his his property is actually protected even on deployment. Well, that's good to know. uh, I'm glad we got that uh, point uh, cleared up. But now let's let's go. Uh, tell us a little bit about the book and what uh, what it means, et cetera. Okay. Well, this book was something that Kara Loken uh, really felt strongly about putting together to help inspire and uh, advocate for our military spouses across. The, the nation. You know, Don, there's 1.1 million military spouses in our nation's military, and they are the ones who really uh, make the sacrifices here on the home front so that our service men and women can do what they need to do when the military calls them to go overseas or just to be on active duty. And one of the things that drew me to this book is that I'm a former military spouse myself, and I was a military spouse back in the Gulf Wars. And things have changed. You know, we're, we are in a time today where, um, first of all, social media is a big element of communication, which is awesome. I'm so happy for today's spouses because I didn't have that when I was a military spouse. But... A lot of the a lot of the advancements for our military families have been made by military spouses who trailblazed the way. They're the ones who have pioneered ways to get things done. Their tenacity, resiliency, and determination is what has really helped the spouse community, the military family community, do more for our our military community in general. And that means allowing our servicemen and women to go do their job without worrying about what is going on at home. So my hat's off to them. We at Armed Forces Insurance support our military families and believe that they are the greatest advocates for the Armed Forces and they are truly the ones who support our nation at its foundation. And in the book, you'll read their stories. And they are everything from their heartbreaks to their triumphs, quiet moments where they questioned if they could even continue on. 
And the stories are just incredibly inspiring. And I encourage everyone to uh, look for the book. I believe it's available on Amazon. As a matter of fact, I know it's available on Amazon. It is uh, a quick read, very inspiring and uplifting. Well, can you give us an example of one of the stories in it to whet our audience's appetite? Yes. So there are stories. One of the stories that really struck me is a story about selfless service where we've had um, military spouses with special needs children, and they, you know, have their day-to-day operation in their household is maybe a little bit elevated over some of the other spouses, and yet they continue to volunteer and to really be there for their military spouse uh, comrades. The military spouse community, Don, and I will tell you, you'll see this through all of the stories in this book. They are a very tight-knit operation. They support each other. Even when they have their own challenges, they still reach out and support each other. And this isn't just, um, you know, siloed in branches. We're talking about six branches in the military because obviously we include the National Guard now and the Coast Guard since we're in wartime. And across all of those branches, they find a way to join together and you know, really operate as one, one military family instead of six different branches. And I just couldn't be more proud of them. And that's what those stories are about, is is their resiliency and, you know, determination to stay positive and make the best of their situation and inspire others. Hmm. That's very interesting. The name of the book? The name of the book is Behind the Scenes, and the cover was designed by a military spouse, Brian Alvarado, who is uh, stationed in the San Diego area. Okay, um, we have a couple more minutes, so let's talk, um, uh, let's go a little sideways and and talk about your company and uh, uh, how it all fits together. What are some of the problems when someone deploys um, uh, with with their household goods and other rentals, et cetera, uh, that you covered that that would be of interest to our audience? Yeah, so one of the products that we specialize in is renter's insurance. And, you know, there's a good group of the military community who actually purchase homes, and so they are homeowners. But based on the mobility of our military today, A lot of them rent, and renter's insurance is critical for covering property, not just when you're at home and, you know, just going to the base to work every day, but when you do become deployed, your personal property that you take with you on a forward operating base or, you know, at at some other duty station when you're overseas, uh, that property is covered by our renter's. Uh, policy. And it is very good coverage. We encourage everyone to make sure that you review your renters or your homeowners coverage to make sure that you are 
completely covered the way that you need to be. Um, you know, the last thing our military needs to worry about is having a situation where they have a loss and then to find out that they're not going to be able to replace what they did lose. Um, you know, one of the things I'd like to bring up about Armed Forces Insurance, too, is that we, we really focus on our members and their families. And this ties back into our support of Behind the Scenes, the book, because in addition to our day-to-day -day business of selling insurance, it is of utmost importance to us to show, to demonstrate to our military families that we really do care about them and that relationships are important. So when you call us, you get a live person on the phone. You, you don't end up in a bunch of phone menus or anything like that. You actually get a live person. And our agents are licensed in all states. So when you PCS from, and I'm giving you this example, from Fort Riley, Kansas, to Fort Hood, Texas, you get to keep the same agent. So you don't have to go through that process of reintroducing yourself to a brand new person and telling them about, you know, the three kids and the two dogs and the four cars or whatever you end up having, um, we, we will be able to service you regardless of where you live. Well, um, uh, somebody just came across the, my computer with a question. Um, do you also serve non-military people as well? We do. Um, in, our, in the Armed Forces Insurance uh, eligibility, in addition to, and I, I want to clarify this too, because a lot of people think that it's only active duty. We, our eligibility includes active duty, obviously, former or separated military. So for those service members who did six years and got out of the military, they're eligible for Armed Forces Insurance and retired military. In addition to that, we also serve the DOD civilian employees. Well, that, uh, well, that's a pretty uh, big swath. swath. Um, I guess one more um, quick. You do rental uh, insurance. What else do you do? We do homeowner insurance. We also provide um, catastrophic liability insurance. Um, and then through our agency, we offer automobile in insurance, life insurance, uh, boats, uh, motorcycles, life insurance, uh, pet, in, pet health insurance even. So really the only area of insurance that we do not um, have a, a solution for is health care. We, we are not in the health care industry, but as uh, an Armed Forces Insurance member, we can cover all of your other insurance needs. Um, it makes me sorry I'm not a veteran. But um, I've been in combat, but not as a veteran. Um, let's go back to, to our original purpose, what was the book, Behind the, the Scenes, the, the Tales of Military Spouses Making a Difference. Um, uh, that was the original purpose for you to be here, but you also brought in a, an interesting sidelight. Side um, and if I heard you right, what, what the book emphasizes is the fact that the uh, Service families stick together 
work together and make make uh, deployment, uh, while not easy, easier. Would that be a summation? That is a great summation. They are a strong group of people, Don. I'm telling you, they um, they look out for each other. They support each other, and um, I'm I'm extremely proud to be a part of that community. And uh, I look forward to see what they, you know, come up with next. You know, they're on Capitol Hill all the time, lobbying for benefits for military families. Um, they, they do a number of things that a lot of people are not aware of. So I think that's good information to get out to uh, the general public, but certainly to reemphasize to the military family community that might be listening that these these men and women spouses are advocating for you. We're talking with Laurie Laurie Simpson. Um, I'm not to confuse. Um, she she wrote the forward to the book um, behind the scenes, the tales of military spouses making a difference. But she's also uh, with. Armed Forces Insurance, am I pronouncing, do I have the name, name correct? That's that's correct. I'm Lori Simmons with Armed Forces Insurance. Okay, Lori, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, you've elevated the program a little bit. Thank you. I appreciate your time, Don. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Life, it's made up of the simple day-to-day moments that keep us all running on full, full of joy, passion, and restlessness. It's singing full on to your car radio with the windows wide open. It's a whole bunch of early morning rush hours and a few late-night runs for Rocky Road. It's full of pit stops and drive throughs It's life, and we live it between Phillips at Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. Our next guest is Adam Robinson. He's CEO and co-founder of Hireology. It is a fascinating tool and website to help small business identify, onboard, and manage employees, which, uh, as everybody knows, with this growing economy, is becoming harder each day. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, Adam... Tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, and your website uh, before we do anything else. Sure. Uh, Hierology is a business I co-founded in 2010. Uh, We launched our first product in 2012. And what we do is help business owners build their best team through predictive hiring technology. So we help Uh, business owners and their management teams with everything they need to be really good at the people side of their business. So from a hosted career site that helps them attract the right candidates to uh, an applicant tracking system to manage their responses to interview guides and testing, assessments, background and drug screens, onboarding, and now payroll, uh, really everything that, that they need to be successful is contained in our offering for one monthly price. Well, um, could you spell out your website and uh, how people can, can reach it and you? 
Absolutely. Uh, they can find out more at www.hierology.com. That's H-I-R-E-O-L-O-G-Y. Well, um, you said an interesting thing in your introduction. It took you two years between the time you, you uh, founded your business and you had your first product. What did you go through in those two years that, that can help small, other small businesses? Uh, yeah, that's a great, great question, astute observation. I mean, we spent two years out in our market uh, working with companies that gave us permission to interview their their organizations. And so we went in and interviewed everyone in these companies. Sometimes it was the sales organization. Sometimes it was the customer service operation. Sometimes it was managers. But we interviewed them as if we were interviewing them for the job that they already had. And then the companies would provide us their actual performance review data after the fact. And so what we were able to do was start to correlate uh, answers to these interview questions with the actual performance of these individuals on the job over the years that they were employed. And we worked that approach for two years over thousands and thousands of interviews to get to a place where we felt we had a validated uh, and workable model that uh, linked certain uh, answers to interview questions and pre-hire assessment questions to predictions of performance outcomes in these jobs. Uh, and we launched the very first version of that product in 2012, which was uh, essentially a, a, a platform for hiring salespeople, uh, you know, for, for reasons we can discuss later. But we were out in the field, uh, you know, gathering data and, and testing it before we launched uh, the product at all. Well, um, well, let's stick on that one for a second. What are some of the things, one or two of the things you learned about what a person answered and how it would affect um, their, their, their long-term performance inside the company? Can you give us a couple of examples? Sure. Well, there are four things that we identified uh, as most germane to the prediction of success for any individual, for really any role or, or level of experience. And we call those things in hierology parlance the four super elements. And they are, in no particular order, uh, their attitude, number one. Number two, uh, sense of accountability. Number three, their prior job success. And number four, their culture fit. And answers to very specific questions asked, uh, targeted to determine whether or not they had you know, high or low levels of these things were really most uh, helpful as we were to determining whether or not they were more or less likely to be a top performer. In my experience, it seems um, companies seem to prefer, um, for instance, on, on uh, past hire, that uh, people be from the same type of company, or, et cetera. Did you find that to be the case, or are there uh, uh, other traits in terms of previous performance that, that, meant, that means the difference between success and failure? What we found, and this is certainly corroborated by the larger research on the subject, but uh, the least correlated predictor of future success is someone's prior job experience. It's, it's the least correlated. And, of course, it's what everybody focuses on. I mean, that, that's the resume, right? You know, what you've done in the yes. past, I'm going to read it back to you, and we're going to determine, you know, if you've done things that are similar to what I need you to do, you're more likely to be able to do them for me. And, and the data says something completely different. The, the data actually says that what someone's done in the past uh, is, is the least predictive 
only a 0.13 correlation between that data and a prediction of success. And, and so what we want to focus on is not what specifically have they done in the past. I mean, it's important, but less important than the, a specific industry is whether or not they've ever had their performance actively monitored and measured in their job. And, you know, why is that important? Well, people who have had their uh, performance actively monitored and measured are, are more likely to have been managed well. I mean, it's, you know, the old phrase, what gets measured gets done. And if you work for an organization that doesn't measure what needs to get done and manage against it, more often than not, the research shows, that is a poorer performing organization than their peer group. On the flip side, an organization where employees can say exactly what they're accountable for and describe it to you in numbers and tell you what it took for them to have a good day, good week, or good month in numerical terms, uh, those, those organizations and by extension those employees are more, much more likely to be high performers. So the great example is you ask somebody, you know, a salesperson, when you went home at the end of every day, how did you know whether or not you had a good day? Someone who has had their performance actively measured would say something like, look, I was responsible for closing one deal a week, I needed to send out three new proposals or contracts a week, and I needed to set 10 new appointments for future demos per week. You know, if I didn't get a contract signed but I set my 10 demos, that was a pretty good week. Right, so you can see how that indicates this person was, met, was managed well, their goals were set, they knew what they were accountable for. On the flip side, uh, an answer of, you know, how did you know you had a good week? Somebody says, well, you know, I sold some software. Well, what do you mean? Well, I, I sold a deal. Well, what happened if you didn't sell a deal? Well, I tried to sell a deal next week. You know, maybe they could be a high performer for you, but what the data suggests is they're a much higher risk higher because they, they aren't managing that sales funnel in a, in a refined way. What is the highest correlated? Um, you said four, but which of the four uh, correlates to the highest uh, success level? The highest of the four super elements is the sense of accountability. So this is what we call in uh, IO or industrial psychology terms the locus of control. This is the extent to which the individual believes that the things that happen in their life are attributable to their own actions or decisions uh, or you know, the actions of, or, or decisions of a third party. So someone with an internal locus of control would say something like, I should have done a better job understanding what you expected of me. I'll ask better questions next time. Someone with an external locus of control would say, you didn't tell me what you expected of me. You need to be more clear. People with an internal locus of control are 40% more likely to be a top quartile performer in their workplace. It is so highly predictive that, you know, if you were just to ask a one-question interview, it could be the following. Tell me about the last time you set a really aggressive goal for yourself at work that you failed to achieve. And then the follow-up question that matters is, tell me why you failed to achieve it. Someone that owns that result has an internal locus of control. Someone that says the economy was bad or they set the goal too high or they didn't give me the resources I need. You know, all of those reasons uh, tell you the person does not have an accountable mindset. And it's very, very highly predictive. Hmm. 
Well, uh, uh, let's go on. You started out with a hiring product. What was your next product? Well, we have added modules to that platform over the last five years. And so now what our customers enjoy is a, an all-in-one talent management uh, and retention platform that helps them find great people, pick the right ones, onboard them effectively, and then manage them after the hire through things like payroll, time and attendance, and uh, benefits administration. So, you know, what started as a platform for interviewing salespeople is now turned into a platform for small and mid-sized companies to manage their entire people operation. Well, is this something in the clouds, or do they bring it down to their own computers? That's a question I'm always asked nowadays. Yeah, this is a cloud-based solution. So there's no installed software. You can uh, subscribe on a monthly basis, uh, pay a fee every month. It, you know, generally speaking, uh, plans start at about $99 a month and give you access to everything you need without having to shell out a, a large amount of money to host things on site. That's really interesting. But now, um, going on, you, you've been in business now seven years you've grown. What have you seen that um, makes your product such an equivalent? I've heard such good things about it. I, I'm, I'm trying to get a question in about what you consider the, the important parts of your product and why, why people are turning to it. Well, you, you know, I, mean, I appreciate the question. I, I think most business owners and managers, particularly of, of smaller mid-sized companies, didn't get into the business because they were awesome at hiring people. They got into the business because they saw a need in the market and they went after it. And they've had to learn uh, about hiring and team building after the fact. And, and for most of us, we have the battle scars to prove that we're really pretty bad at this stuff, right? So we all go through this period, business owners and managers, you know, new, new to the role of hiring manager, you know, we start off hiring people we like, hiring people we think might be a good fit. We get burned. We hire, you know, neighbors, relatives, and referrals. Sometimes it works. Sometimes we get burned. And we go through this period of trial and error over a series of years where eventually you get to a point where you're just thinking, gosh, if I could get the people stuff right, this business would really take off. But there's nothing out there tailored for somebody in that spot. And so the thing that really differentiates hierology is that we're tailor-made for that business owner or operator or manager as opposed to, you know, the, the professional human resources organization, right? We're, we're the best fit for businesses that don't have a robust internal HR system to do all of this, right? We're, we, we sell to people that need to do this themselves, and, and that more than anything else is what makes us unique. We're talking with Adam Robinson, the CEO and co-founder of Hierology. How did you come up with that name? Well, you know, there's, every, every name has a pretty interesting story. You know, it's not a name that I came up with. My co-founder, Michael Krasman, coined this name, and uh, we were almost called Vertispect, which, which is just atrocious, right? That, that was the name that you know, we sat around the table, and it was it was the best one we could think of, and of course, it's the one I thought of, right, Vertispect. Uh, and I said to the team, "Look, I am so tired of sitting around this table for you know days on end trying to come up with the name of the company. If none of you guys can come in on Monday and give me a name that's better than Vertispect, 
on Monday we're vertispect. So there's your mission over the weekend. And Michael came in on Monday. He said, I got it. It's hierology. And I said, thank God. But yes, that's the name. And we've been hierology ever since. That's a very interesting name. You, um, uh, over the years, you've made mistakes. We all have. What are some of the things, uh, your success, that you say um, helps build a small business? Well, for us, the thing that's enabled us to achieve some scale has, has been a relentless focus on one thing at a time, you know, from a market standpoint. So the temptation exists when you have a product that achieves some success to try to sell it to, you know, as many people in as many verticals as possible, right? Just because this one kind of customer bought from us once, maybe all companies like that will buy from us. You know, let's, in, let's, let's run over to the other side of the boat and let's try and, you know, sell a bunch of customers that look like this. The reality is that, you know, finding your product market fit is an exercise in, in consistent, diligent focus applied over a period of months and years. And the one thing we've done, we've, we've screwed lots of stuff up, but, you know, the one thing I think we've done really well is stay focused on our core customer. That's that owner-operated business. It's not that corporate-run business. And the reason is the owner-operated business, they're spending their own money. It's not funny money. It's not corporate dollars. It's, it's their money. It's their family's money. And when things get bought that don't work, they're the first to tell you. Right? So we believe that it makes us a better organization selling to folks like that because we get immediate feedback. We also get a quicker decision. And, you know, I just I choose to want to do business with like-minded individuals. I, I love entrepreneurs and business owners, and you know, helping them be successful with the software is, is exciting. It's invigorating. It gets me up every single day. I think I would lose a little bit of that if I woke up every day and sold the GE. It, it's just this is not for me. People are saying that the, uh, as I started out by saying that uh, uh, the the uh, competition for good uh, individuals is heating up. Have you found that to be the case, or uh, or what have you found that uh, you pass on to small business owners? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we are looking at unemployment rates that are the lowest they've been in decades. We, we are back to pre-Great uh, Recession levels in unemployment, and the unemployment rate for college-educated professionals in this country is under 4% right now. It's full employment. I mean, in fact, you can see the, you know, last week's uh, Department of Labor report showed that there are fewer people applying for open jobs than at any other time in history. It's not because people uh, don't want to work. It's because everybody's working. Right? Fewer people are applying because more people are working. And I think businesses are really struggling to find the talent that they need. And, you know, what it does is it speaks to the impact of having a strong employment brand and really taking control of your recruiting efforts. Because if you're not really in control of your recruiting efforts, you're going to be left with open jobs or hiring the cast-offs that the businesses in your market didn't want to hire. And so, you know, both of those are bad outcomes, and it really behooves you as a business owner to investigate what it takes to be really good at this stuff, because it's never been tougher. Well, what about the so-called $94 million that was talked about last year of people who have stopped looking for jobs? Do you believe in that, or do you think it's a myth, or are we counting them now? No, it's it's not a it's not a myth. Certainly, the um, the number of of 
uh, workforce-aged individuals in the United States that are that have opted out of the labor pool is still at a, a at a high watermark, uh, and there are various reasons for that. But most people would argue, and I would agree with this, is that there is a a, a magnificently wide skills gap in this country. We have millions of open jobs in this country that go unfilled and unanswered. We have you know, as you said, 90-plus million people who are in this underemployed or stopped looking for work category. The question is, why aren't the people applying for the jobs? The answer is because they don't have the skills. I mean, increasingly, we are creating uh, manufacturing and professional service roles in this country that the, the folks who are looking for work are not qualified to fill. It is, it is really a problem that's been exacerbated in recent years, and, uh, you know, there are yeah, between politicians, policymakers, thought leaders on the training side, right, community leaders really have uh, a, a problem on their hands. But the good news here is the opportunities abound for people who invest in themselves to get the skills needed to grab some of these jobs. Uh, you know, that's beyond the purview, certainly, uh, of hierology or what we do, but there is an opportunity oh, at the macro level in this country. Well, absolutely. I know it was kind of a question from left field, but but I, I think it's important. But how, how does hierology um, identify uh, that people have the skills or the tools that they need? Does it do it, or does it focus on the four uh, four uh, elements you talked about earlier? That's a combination of targeted interview questions combined with hard skills testing. So the interview questions will get at the four super elements and culture fit and, and understanding whether or not the candidate is qualified for the role. Uh, but you know, nothing is a substitute for an actual test or assessment. So if the role requires vocational skills, so computer programming, uh, machine work, um, you know, some kind of technical aptitude, plumbing, electrician, automotive repair, things like that, you know, or bookkeeping or accounting, right, where there's a specific body of knowledge that one needs to possess in order to be successful in the role. The only way you're going to learn that is with a test. The, the alternative is to put them on your payroll and hope that the person that said they could do that could actually do it. And, you know, usually that's a recipe for disaster. You know, you, you can test this beforehand, and, and Hierology does help its customers do that. Yes. We're talking with Adam Robinson, he's CEO and co-founder of Hiology. Uh, it's been fascinating. But for one final thing, uh, you have a new uh, module involving, if I understood, payroll. Well, you want to talk about that? Yeah, that, that, that's correct. So what we've learned over the last seven years of being in business is that hiring people is important, but it's only half the equation. You have to keep your good people once they're there. And there's a whole suite of post-hire tools that we did not offer with employees uh, and employers that we now offer through our payroll solution. So for the employer, they're going to want to do things like time and attendance tracking, benefits administration, uh, report on you know the ever-increasing federal reporting requirements on things like the Affordable Care Act, uh, and run, run payroll much more easily. 
for the employees, they want access to all their information in one place. They don't want to have to knock on your door or chase down uh, you know, your office manager to get paper-based documents. And so we believe with this payroll offering, through our partnership with a company called NetChecks, our customers will benefit from what we do well, which is help them pick the right person, and from what NetChecks does well, which is uh, manage people and records uh, once the hire's been made. And so together it's been a really successful partnership early on, and we're excited to talk with anyone about it who wants to know more. Okay, for one final time, Adam, tell us your website, and if people wanted to get in touch with you, how to do it. Sure. That website is www.hierology.com, H-I-R-E-O-L-O-G-Y. You can also check out uh, the book I've written on this topic called The Best Team Wins at www.thebestteamwins.com. Uh, I'm available by email at arobinson at hierology.com. Didn't even know about the book. I should have asked the question. So I'm not going to let you go without you tell us, telling us a little bit about the book. Oh, well, thank, thank you. I, uh, you know, I'm always asked uh, over the years, I've always been asked, uh, you know, do I have some kind of, you know, pamphlet or guides or book or brochure that can summarize everything I've learned over 20 years uh, that I can just, you know, give folks to, to help them go from, you know, wondering about this to being pretty good at it. Uh, and proud to announce that uh, I published my first book uh, through Greenleaf Publishing in March of this year. So uh, listeners can go to Amazon.com and search The Best Team Wins to, to see the book. It's available in hardcover or Kindle format and soon-to-be audible format uh, by the end of July. It is a step-by-step -step blueprint on how to do all of the things that we've discussed here on your program. So it is a uh, soup to nuts, here's how to do it, with lots of great case studies and examples from entrepreneurs who have implemented the tool and these techniques and have achieved success. Well, thank you. We've been talking to Adam Robinson, CEO and co-founder of Hireology. Uh, it's been, been a real pleasure, and uh, we look forward to having him come back sometime soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.